Welcome to Upchuck Theater. We watch the nonsense so you don't have to. With Justin Hummel, Rob Mikowski, and Aaron Krieger, we spare no film on our vomitous scale. Come waste an hour or so of your life so you don't waste another one. Sit back, relax, and throw up. Closing in on the life form. Let's move out, people. Yeah. <laughs> they came to unlock a mystery. I don't <clears throat> see how any living thing could survive out here. They came to uncover an ancient truth. Yeah. This is it. Dr. Ross has opened the door for us. I say we go in. What of they course did, you don't. What the hell is that? <clears throat> was unleash a force. Unlike the universe has ever known. What the hell is going on? Something's not right! It shouldn't be happening! We're surrounded! We're right behind! Justin, come on! We've lost contact. Oh my god. Let's get the hell out of here. Nothing you've seen. Nothing you've experienced can prepare you Look out! for how terrible this is. For where the next evolution in reality will take you. All right, everybody, here they come. Fire in a hole! Where was that sound editing in the movie? Fuck. <clears throat> It is not a fairy tale. It is true. It is terrible. <sighs> Ugh. Oh, man. Welcome to Upchuck Theater, folks. This is episode number 13. Lucky number 13. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, what a, what a shit bomb we have for you today. Yeah. Our first animated film yeah. of Upchuck Theater. So, um, I guess congrats for us on doing that. Yay! Yay! Um, today's offering is Final Fantasy The Spirits Within, the 2001 masterpiece. First ever fully CGI animated movie, and boy, was it exciting. I'm enjoying the soup within. (laughs) (laughs) Polite and Asian Uh, cultures just slurp. Yes, it is. Here we go. Mm. Well, <clears throat> like the souls that get sucked out of people in this movie. Well, our Asian demographic has already been scared away. Or, or so. people that watch this movie. Our souls. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. So, yeah, I don't even know where to start with this one. I do. Oh, oh, I do. Good, please. All right, well, this one comes to us courtesy of uh, of Rob. Yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, Me. Rob is an, an ardent, ardent Final Fantasy. What does ardent mean? A lot. Okay. <laughs> you like it a lot. All right. Um, you know, Rob That's is... That's true. Yeah, it's, you know, enthusiastic or passionate is the uh, <clears throat> the Webster's 
term. Excellent. So, um, you know, Rob is an ardent fan of Final Fantasy. Um, and uh, he kind of went into this one blind many moons ago, right? And, uh, uh, many, many moons ago. And then given the fact that Final Fantasy fifteen was released uh, 90 days ago, more or less, yeah, something right. like that, about yeah. three months ago. So End of November, yeah. Figured we would kind of put this one in sooner than later to try to make some kind of correlation between this nonsense and... That there isn't one. Right, no. <laughs> so that was a really good choice. Um, good for us. Yeah. 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 We win. Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> it's those kinds of things that keep upping our sponsorship. Oh, Possibilities. Oh, no, wait, yeah. Well, we don't have any. No. Yeah. Well, first, do we have any returning actors? Oh, yeah, yeah. We can welcome back today. Back the Navy. Yep. <laughs> welcome back the Navy. Yep. Keith, oh. Keith David Call is David. back. Yep. Keith of Duty. All right. Yep. Good. That's first, one. Uh, his first appearance was in Eye for an Eye, where he played the garage um, owner vigilante. The murder. The, the kid. Mur- the parents <laughs> have <laughs> murdered <laughs> children. <laughs> you know what would have saved them? They were in the Navy. <laughs> the Navy. <laughs> And he was also accompanied by his, uh, his, his, probably his friend in real life, Ving Rames. Motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! Ouch! There was no Ving MFs in this one, though. No, no. no. Pulp Fiction Ving, this was not. No. No, this is shit. Terrible Ving. Ving. Shitty everybody. Thing. I, that's you know, if anything, before yeah. we even dive into the plot of this fucking turkey, the, the <laughs> big, the biggest problem for me um, was the acting. And uh, yeah, I, I know, I, I don't. And we have big names in here, folks. We got Alec Baldwin. We have um, uh, Donald Sutherland. Yeah, Alec Baldwin. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, James <laughs> Woods. These people that. <laughs> Have made careers in oh, yeah. Yeah. and done real careers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Steve Buscemi's in there, you know. Man. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Uh, um, and it's Ming, a lot of place. Ming Na. Yeah. Ming Na. Yeah. Well, James Woods and, and Sullivan are probably your two big, right? <coughs> your big names, I guess. And Baldwin. Those yeah. three. Baldwin, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, yeah, it. Uh, <coughs> Jesus, I. It starts out in. Um, Dr. Aki's dream. Yeah, Dr. Octopus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a better. Dr. Aki. <laughs> this this movie conjures up feelings of like fifty different things. I mean, everything from Mass Effect to the Terminator to you know uh, the Ghosts Gears of, of War, Ghosts of Mars, <laughs> Episode Nine of Upjack <laughs> Theater. Um, Watch that one. Big Daddy Mars. Yeah. <laughs> is he is he the guest star this time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that sure would be his we'll, response to this I'm movie. sure Ooh will come into this one. Oh, <laughs> no, this is bullshit. This is a John, bullshit movie. Maybe John Hamm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, that that's the real thing. I mean, regardless of who it was, it just seemed they were completely disinterested. Oh, yeah. And, you know, shame on the voice director. I forgot his name. Oh, the, but, yeah, go ahead and do it. Yeah. <laughs> just do it. Yeah, like, Donald Sutherland, I, I just, I'm doing one take of everything. And I think, you know. Yeah, yeah. What was it? <sighs> my favorite line in the entire movie? Oh, God. The one that he over overacted so much. Which Southern one? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Which one? Oh, <laughs> Which uh, line? He, no, no. he just. Yeah. Ugh. Come on. Come on, you. Pull up the notes, you. Um, 
Let me see here. Well, so now, now you're, you're. Oh, the shield is powered and ready. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh yes. Holy Christ! Yes. I, I, I think, uh, I think he was having an aneurysm during the thing. He, he was so particular no, with his alive. pronunciation. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, um, I don't know. It starts out in Doctor Aki, who is our main character, voiced by Ming Na of Mulan fame. Um, she is in a desolate um, landscape, a la Ghost of the Mars. <clears throat> oh, New York City. It, well, yeah. yeah. Future well, New York City. Well, no, it was like Alone in the Dark at the end of Alone in the Dark. Oh, yeah, that's right. right. She was in the right. dream like, You know, it's like, you know, although we don't know what city that was in, but it looked like that at the end. It's all desolated and decimated, and then it <coughs> kind of turns into Escape from New York, and then, like, the hunter killer, like, the HK comes down and it yeah. drops the people <laughs> off. <laughs> and uh, then they're all in Gears of War. Yeah. <laughs> Between yeah, Gears that's, of that's War and Halo. It. There are a lot of ab rollers in this, too. Did you notice that? Like, every console had, like, a like a holographic ab roller. Yeah. That everybody would, like, kind of turn yeah, and manipulate yeah. things. That, but they look like one of those, you know, wheels that you... <laughs> right. I know this because I just bought one the other day. Everything this was all yeah. holographic. Everything they interacted with, basically. <laughs> yeah. I've got to spend that budget on something. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> not, on, not on one take Alec Baldwin. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, so, yeah, it starts out, Dr. Aki's dream. She's in this desolate landscape, and she's looking out into the, um, the depths, and there's just destruction happening and all of this stuff. Yeah, everything just kind of gets blown up, very right. apocalyptic. Yep, and then she yeah. wakes up, and she recorded that dream, thank God. Yeah. Uh, we get to relive it like four more times during the entire movie, thank <laughs> Christ. Yeah. Just in case you didn't catch it the first time. Uh, so yeah, then we uh, we realize that she's um, yeah. on her spaceship. Right, she's on a spaceship. It's futuristic New York, twenty sixty five. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> and uh, um, she's looking for something. Yeah, she's looking around, and then she gets kind of cornered by these phantoms, by these. Ghosts, right? I mean, these, these, these projections. Yeah, that's it. And that's ones. when the HK comes down, and then this group of, you know, super soldiers. Uh, the they, deep eyes. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, right. The deep eyes. And, uh, <laughs> you know, they kind of rescue her, and she's like, well, I'm not leaving, you know, I have this mission, and she's looking for a root. <laughs> she's yeah. looking for, like, a weed. Weed. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, she gets it from Mumra's tomb. <laughs> and, um,. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. And then they leave, and then it turns out that she was rescued by Gray Edwards, uh, voiced by Alec Baldwin. Yeah, he had a last name, Gray Edwards. Yeah, and uh, and she gets mad at him because he couldn't take off his mask and tell her it was him. So. This is how they all talk in the movie, so we should deliver this whole episode. <laughs> Just like this. Like this. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, his squad deep eyes consisting of him, Ryan Whitaker, Ving Ray, Neil Fleming, Steve Buscemi, and Jane Proudfoot. Perry fucking Gilpin, the whoever that was. The whitest person with the name Proudfoot of all time, guaranteed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is revealed that Gray was once romantically involved with Aki. Of course. With Aki. Of course. Does that, mean, <clears throat> does that mean they did it? 
Um, yeah, well, that's, you could tell guess. the tension was going to be building right Oh, now. yeah, they were, they, you know, yeah. Uh, with that exciting music, you, you know, know there's something hot, there. hot, yeah. with those hot shoulder pads she wore through the whole <laughs> thing. <laughs> and her hollow tits. Uh, so, uh... You're jumping ahead. Oh, sorry. So, what, what, should they get onto the, um, another airplane? Yeah, with General Heil Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. James Woods, General Hein. I mean, dressed, you know, like every, I mean, well, I, I actually noticed this. I, I, I said he looks like a, he looks like a very typical Final Fantasy bad guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, that the all, all black, a lot of Final Fantasy, like dictators or bad guys seem to have some sort of aesthetics relating to, you know, relating to like Nazis or, you right. know, some kind. No, like they no, do, you know, they right. have, yeah, you yeah. know, some kind of like fascist power. That, yeah. That's what it seems to be. It was very, uh, <laughs> most, most enemies in the series are pretty much, you know, either totalitarian right. or some sort of fascist or they want to take over the world and right. do something. One way so there another. you go, you know. And uh, so General uh, Himmler is determined <laughs> to use the powerful Zeus space cannon uh, to destroy the phantoms. He's convinced of that, where Aki and uh, Dr. Sid, uh, you know, feel that there's a more natural yeah. means to do so. And Flower it's, power. You know, well, the idea uh. of Earth's Gaia, of right. course, which is a, you know, a mythological kind of idea of, you know, the ebb and flow of energy in, in, in the world and the universe. So they've, they've collected these spirit signatures and the root or the weed or whatever was the sixth one. And at this big meeting, they kind of, you know, they're going back and forth, and she reveals through the power of her boob that, uh, is that you? Oh, no, that's just the local, that's the, the local flair. Yeah, she right. reveals through the power of her, uh, <laughs> her robotic boob that she has, uh, you know. She's been infected. Yeah, she has alien, uh, alien. alien tissue. Right. She, uh, in her she boob. is the new Charlize Theron. She's got some alien inside of her. And, uh, yeah, well, we, we find out the warmth of her cunt and the power oh, of that later dear. on. When the phantoms go right for that. Oh, yeah, they they go right into it. Sucking it out. They do. Out the <laughs> Yummy. Like, oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Did you did you require a slurping soon? We do. Noodles. Yeah. Noodles. Yeah. Well, I'm almost noodles, out please. of them, so. Noodles. Oh, oh yeah, that's you. That's the fan. That, that's about as good as the sound design was in this fucking movie too. <laughs> Sounded like somebody slurping soup and you know dropping uh, just a big bowl of mold on the floor and just hearing it splat. It, it's it was just garbage and it was done by Skywalker Sound. So you know, I bring the hate, but I I think that was horrible. And uh, apparently it was nominated for best sound. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, they were saying that <laughs> the, the DVD release yeah. had the greatest sound the ever. Golden of all time. Reel oh, yeah, sure it did. Yeah, sure. My great. camera phone sounds better. But really, it, yeah, it was just no, uh, lackluster. You know. Ah oh, man. So, so anyways, so so Himmler thinks that Aki is being you know controlled by the phantoms, which she's not. Right. Um, well, they don't believe the touchy-feely plants and animals thing theory in general. Right, hence the Zeus canon. Yeah. And he thinks Zeus. that she's being, you know, she, you know he, he thinks that she's being like an agent, you know, for the Phantoms. So of course. they go to this next mission to... Uh, Get the seventh. Series. Yeah, the seventh, but the, uh, what is it, the Tucson <laughs> something. Yeah, the Wastes of Tucson? Yeah, is the, that the, what yeah something like close that. enough. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, so then they go through that, and they're just surrounded by giant 
not just the the standard kind of like you know person foot phantoms, soldiers. yeah, like the foot soldier types. They're <coughs> surrounded by dragons and by centipedes and you know by you know Georgia O'Keefe <laughs> ghost spiders, you know, Georgia O'Keefe, you know whatever things and amoeba looking things and. Uh. And uh, so then they get out of there. But then we see here, right, we see the first person that gets killed by them. And it's not like, you know, they're getting shot. They get their souls sucked. And uh, gigantic jello molds. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. And then, you know, they're they're like they're shooting at these things and they're trying to run away. And again, the um, the (laughs) the sheer brilliance of their acting is just causing you to be so gripped by uh by how much of a, how much danger they're in. My well, God. Well, this is the this is where I really started to have a problem with this because I'm watching it and I'm going okay, you know, and I'm I'm looking at it technically and to me even today for what they were doing and the style they were going for, I think visually I think it's okay for the most part. I think it looks okay. I, I thought there are certain scenes um, like in uh, in in Hitler's uh, office there. You can see the light coming through and kind of like the dust in the office and stuff mm. like that. Like I thought, like I thought that looked good, but this is where it really started to uh, falter for me because there's no explanation of anything. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no explanation of how she became infected. You know, you know what scenario. I mean, it's simple enough to figure out that she got you know scraped or touched or something because. Uh, before this, this this mission we were just talking about, of course, after they meet up with her, after they rescue her, right. uh, Gray Edwards has, you know, something moving around in him and she has to, you know, laser it out of him. Yeah, right. So, okay, so clearly there's some way that they can infect you. But we don't know what she was doing to, you know, what kind of mission was she on? I mean, I would imagine it was getting one of these other, you know, I would imagine it was getting one of these other... Um, you know, spirits. Right. You know, well, they, they but, mention it though, but they don't. But they don't get into it at all. They don't mm. tell me anything. No, she mentions it to Gray when they're having that little conversation when he asks her about the other spirits, and she tells him, you know, what happened, and then Doctor Sid had to create the containment field. But you're right; they didn't get into like she didn't say, explain like how it happened. Well, I mean, like, well, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, they go back to this dream over and over again, and, and the dream does change as mm-hmm. it goes along, as things are kind of going towards the. Right. Such climactic, you know, finale. But armies of count. But Dukes. but I'm <laughs> yeah. the Upchuck Theater podcast. But I guess I, I guess I felt like they could have shown us just you know sure. what happened or could have gone into it a little bit more. Um, and there's no real explanation for really anything that's happening. It's just kind of you're thrown into it, and it's just kind of there. They don't go into the initial contact between these creatures. Or their previous attempts or whatever. Oh, right. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, did they ever try to communicate with them? How do we know they're hostile? Because then, right, because, yeah, like, what causes this, like, incredible devastation of the massive, you know, metropolitan areas? Um, You know, because she finds out not too much longer after this. Actually, I think it's in this dream, right, when she kind of goes into the coma or whatever. Because you know her dream shows her that they're they're not like phantoms, you know they're like ghosts, they're right. spirits. Something happened to where they live. They got you know blown up and blown here. Uh, you know, so what are they? You know, what were they really? You know, she claims that they're just always in pain, but then why are they? At- I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, <clears throat> that's about all the sense you can make, really. The Object Theater Podcast. Uh, and uh, next thing you know is uh, they're. 
well, high lowers the uh, the shield for the base or whatever, and lets in more phantoms right. than he, you know, that he intended to, quote unquote, whatever. Well, he's trying to scare the council into yeah, letting him right, use the right. He wants cannon. to use the Zeus cannon, so he's got to scare the council. So he lowers this force field, and in comes the whole shitstorm of phantoms and deep eyes, Aki and Gray and. Uh, no, the doc's still on board, right? He doesn't yeah. do much except for, like, I'm lowering shield. So they go into the the city, and they they try to neutralize as many phantoms as they can. But, of course, this is where we start to lose people. Thank <laughs> Christ. Because uh, it lost me, and I, I, I was going with them as they were dying. So, yeah, our first one that gets taken out, unfortunately, is Ving Rhames. And uh, he gets, oh, <laughs> gets a, he clearly oh, impaled ouch. through his gut, and he's like sitting there. And they go back and, no. oh, son, you picked the wrong branch of the, the military. Yeah. That wouldn't have happened if you were in the Navy. <laughs> no drugs. No drugs. <laughs> so yeah, he. Uh, Everybody wants to get shot up with a staple gun in this thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's brought out like four times. Yeah. yeah. God. So yeah, he he goes, Navy. and now Steve Buscemi's trying to like repair the shield, and he finds like the main control center, and he's working on it, trying to be funny with. Uh, <laughs> stop talking! <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, hey, Jane, stop talking! I'm I'm trying to fix something. <laughs> and you know, it's like she didn't even say anything, and he's trying to be funny. And, ah. uh, fuck that bullshit! And uh, yeah, so he gets he gets. Done. Yeah, he gets, he gets done, done by a good. phantom. Yeah, yeah. And he just gets sucked up. And again, yeah. every time one of these fucking phantoms takes one of these characters, there's not a scream. There's nothing in. You know, there's no acting going on. It's just like, oh, okay. Here we well, go. I think I think that was a stylistic choice because it's the idea that their souls are being removed. So yeah, you know, I, they're just like husks. Right. I didn't have a problem with not hearing Steve Buscemi scream. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, go with that. I mean, uh, you know, I, I I didn't have a problem with that. I thought that um, you know the you know the way that they're done in. That was fine. Are you okay with that? I was I was okay with that. I was you know I, I typically well, like Steve Buscemi and I was glad that he was dead. Yeah, he yeah, was he too. was so out of he place was in this. He it was, was so annoying. weird, just, just annoying. weird. And and then Jane, like she gets done next, but she's getting screamed at by is it the doc on the over the intercom saying get out of there? No 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 Jane. no no. Uh, gray. Oh, gray. Gray's yeah, screaming gray. Like, get out of there! And she's just like, nope. Just doesn't say anything, just nope, just ready to get eaten by a phantom. And she, oh yeah, she gets sucked up too. And she, you know, yeah, she like should have. Yeah, Jane Proudfoot should have asked for the wampum safe. Right, right. So, <laughs> uh, in the. In We're the Surrender Games. Episode yeah, right. 10 of Upcheck Theater. There you go. <laughs> Featuring yeah. Eric Geisendorfer. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. So in the midst of all this bullshit, Hein, yes, General Hein, I made the character. He escapes, and he uh, manages to get aboard the space station. The Zeus. The Zeus. Going to fire yeah. the Zeus. Uh, it's when that whole, like, just 
floaty thing like, yeah. with the railing. He's like, <laughs> felt like Roy Sop should have oh been playing. God, you know, it was so bad. Anywhere I go, <laughs> there's always something to remind me. Oh, God. So, yeah, he gets, he gets the Zeus cannon in space. Yeah. And then we Going get... to fire far below me. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. I've been listening. To that. <laughs> I know. I, I'm the one that edits these things. So yeah. <laughs> I know it's okay. So, <laughs> so finds the eighth spirit at the crafter site of the aliens asteroid impact on Earth. What's so, a crafter site? Yeah, no, he was he was he was, oh, in, he, was in, he was in U mode. Yeah, the site of the alien asteroid is bullshit. Oh god, at the crater site. Yeah, so I'm so I'm just reading it off of Wikipedia because I don't even Idea. fucking remember. Um, at the, it just lost me. So yeah, they they find the eighth spirit, and this is like their their final. Well, final yeah, they spirit. they identify that there were eight, and then it's like um, they realize that something has happened because this is like the point of impact of the meteor of the asteroid, right? Right, and so they've realized that something must have happened with the consciousness of the alien like center or core or whatever, because then because then they're looking into. Uh, you know, like our Gaia, like the Earth Gaia. It's that, like, right. you know, toothpaste blue, you know, like coming mm-hmm. up from the, the crater. And, you know, and that, that was another thing, too. It was like there's this huge mass of the alien, you know, oh, the phantom. Right. And I guess, I mean, is it really explained what that is? That that, that struck me as, like, their home or, like, their core or yeah, something? something well, like that. Well, in her one dream <laughs> sequence... Um, the, she sees she, she's having the dream sequence with uh, with Gray, and it's basically they, this one they come to the realization that the two races or whatever they're on this planet they're having some kind of war, and then mm-hmm. they end up you know firing off their version of like nukes or whatever and like blowing up the and planet. That's what blows and then, it up. Yeah, and the planet actually explodes because that was the thing that they mentioned. They said you know they see the regular foot soldier phantoms, right? And then there's these other things. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, there's never any explanation for like the big giant ones, like the whale looking ones and the dragon looking ones, dragon looking ones, ones like that. So the vagina looking ones, those two. Mm-hmm. And uh, what they realized that the meteorite was actually a chunk of their planet. Right, and right. They brought along with it like their zoo, basically their zoo and. Their people and whatever, and they're also the the thing too. There's the reason the, the there's the reason why they're collecting the eight spirits, right? To to communicate, to end it, to do whatever they're gonna do with it. Well, they realize that the two, you know, they collect the spirits that can cancel the wave out. Right, that's what it is. Oh, right. And then by being there on like the crash site, and then the dream happens again, and then the one spirit like goes through her. Yeah. Yeah, and so then she really that kind of like awakens whatever's inside her. That's the part I didn't get either, though. Well, I think that, that like, oh, I think that's the merging, though. That I think that's the merging. I think uh, that's the point. She has the particles or whatever in her, okay, yeah, in her, yeah. um, in her nipple, and um, so then the <laughs> her implants. So then whatever is, <laughs> so then whatever's mm-hmm. talking to her, kind of you know hits her in the dream right. through her boob, and then. But I think like that, it, it triggers something. It, it awakens whatever, and then that's how she starts radiating toothpaste blue through her boob. <laughs> that actually happens. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you want to see this, you well, well, see I also liked earlier when she shows them that it can be contained. Yeah, right. You know, she she twists it like it's a decoder ring in a uh, cereal yeah, box. It is. And uh, yeah, it's like it's it's a little orphan any decoder ring. Yeah, right. <laughs> One to twin powers. Oh dear. 
Twist and nibble three turns to the right. And yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Opens it up. So then that happens, and then Gray is like, I love you, and then oh he's going to sacrifice himself, and then... Oh, I wanted to put a gun in my mouth when he said I love you. And then she, like, yeah, and then she, like, holds on to his soul as it's being sucked out, and then she's, like, just, you know, holding his dead body, and well, the, she transfers the spirit, right? Right. Yeah, right. yeah, right, through his right through his soul or consciousness or whatever, right. transfers it into the, into the phantoms. Into the, yeah, the, the and, new um, core. Yeah, and then, and then we're brought on to, like, the massive Ooh. pong, the massive yeah. pong board well, at the see. end. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, and then the eagle's back because there was an eagle in Tucson. Oh, fucking eagle. Right, and then there's another eagle. Oh, the eagle, yeah. And then we listen to some Jap music. Awful. Uh, whatever that ending song Awful. was. Awful. I mean, no, you know what it was called? If I didn't I, have you. I, I don't, sure. Well, maybe. If uh, I didn't have you, the best original song? No. No, The Dream no. Within was nominated for the best original song. How about that? Call it The Dream Within. Music and soundtrack. I don't know. Rob Either you? way. That's the end of that movie. Yeah. Thank Christ. Um, yeah, we went quick through the plot because uh, well, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's all there is. That's kind of what it was. Well, I would really like to. I would really like to hear Rob's kind of uninterrupted take on all this, given yeah, his his fandom and how you know. I, I just I would just like to hear your your thought process on that. Yeah, as you mentioned, Aaron. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of the series. Um, always enjoyed all the games. Um, I mean, heck, I named my daughter after one of the characters. So, yeah, I guess fan would be a good way to put it. Um, interestingly enough, this movie is actually directed, and the story was actually done by uh, Hironobu uh, Sakaguchi, who is actually the director of the first game. We um, created the first game too, and as done pretty much had his hand in all the games up into seven and seven is obviously one of my favorites and there's a lot of uh connections between uh seven and this movie the whole Gaia theory uh the zeus canon um could be considered the you know the giant mako canon on midgar um you know i went i didn't get to see this in the theater or, or whatnot so i when it came out on dvd i bought the special edition version with the two discs because i mean it's a final fantasy movie how could i not and I remember watching it and sitting back and going, wow, it's terrible. This is, this is really, this is hard. And it is, it is tough. And it's tough for me because I have such a love for these series. And uh, I always think that, you know, um, Sakaguchi's work is, is great. His stories are good. And this just didn't have story. <laughs> it had nothing. And it's, it's hard. And, um, I mean, there's parts of the movie that actually, like, bother me in the sense of, um, the phantoms. I don't know why, but that whole idea of them just like you know you can't see them, but they just like rip your soul out. That's for me. That's like eh, that's a bit on the frightening side. But you know, it was done. You figure what? It was two thousand one, so that's sixteen years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And considering the technology they were using uh, back then, I mean, they had uh, a render farm. Um, 960 Pentium computers, it took which were four years. Yeah, it took four years to create. Um, at the time, I mean, 2001, it was 15 terabytes of artwork for the film. That's incredible. I know. I remember a lot of the, hearing that a lot of the work was spent specifically on Aki's hair because that was the big thing to try and render yeah, that yeah. the right way. I mean, from a technical point of view, 
that's well, that's what impressive. I mean. I I I'd say but, that even today with you know some of the animation that comes out and stuff like that, I I the visuals didn't really bother me. Right. I I thought the visuals I thought the visuals were fine. I thought the 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 work that was put into that was very evident. Yeah. Um. It's just. But the story, the story is terrible. Awful. If you look at if you look at some of the other works that uh, Sakaguchi's done, or, or even Square in general, uh, you take any of the stories from any of the Final Fantasy games up to seven. I mean, they're fantastic. The writing's fantastic. They they hook you. They keep you. I mean, yes, they're longer. They're you know minimum what seventy hours some of them, and this is what a two hour movie, roughly not even not even yeah, two hour movie. Even. But I mean. There's nothing. But that's what I mean. Like you could nothing there. There was no story. There was opportunity to just expand on it. Absolutely. It's terrible. You know, and they it's just, tough. They just didn't. It was um it was awful. Yeah. It was awful. Huh? Five times awful. Roger Ebert was a strong advocate of the film. Gave it three and a half out of four stars, praising it as a technical milestone while conceding that its nuts and bolts story lacked the intelligence and daring of, say, Steven Spielberg's AI. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a really... That's tough. That's a bold statement. He noted that while he did not once feel convinced Aki Ross was an actual human being, that's just stupid. She was lifelike, staring her crea- stating, excuse me, her creators dare us to admire their craft. If Aki is not as real as a human actress, she's about as human as a playmate who has been retouched to glossy perfection. What? Uh, one of Roger Ebert's worst reviews of all time. He also expressed a desire for the film to succeed in hopes of seeing more films made in its image, though he's skeptical of its ability to be accepted. <sighs> I just don't. I don't see how any of those points have, apart from story lack. You know, the the, the story lacks. But then he's going to compare it to Steven Spielberg's AI. That's a really difficult comparison, for a lot of reasons. Mostly because most people didn't like AI either. But it's a completely different kind of. I don't know. I don't see any connection between those two at all. I don't see that at all. Well, that's what he's saying. Well, he's saying that that AI yeah. has this very rich depth to the story, and this lacks that. Um, how do you guys feel about AI? AI is all right. I like that. Yeah, it's, I, it's I, okay. I thought it was okay too. I thought it was too long. Uh, it's too long. long. I thought it was too long. And Sorry, I mean, well, that's what I mean. Though I think I think if it if it had been Better trimmed. Hits. I think if it was trimmed just a little bit more judiciously, I think it could have been very good. I, I, you know, a lot of people hated it, and I, I didn't get that at all. I actually like Jude Law in that Gigolo Joe. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah I don't know. My other thing with this is, I mean, there's no, other than like the, the small brief kind of like, you know, or not brief, but I mean the small little connections like the Gaia and the Zeus cannon. Other than that, there's really no other connection. To a Final Fantasy game, right? You know, there's no real connection to the series. Basically, I mean, this this movie plays out like you were saying earlier, like Escape from New York meets Gears of War, meets you know Mass Effect. Yeah. I mean, the Deep Eyes are nothing more than dude bros. Right. You know, mm-hmm. whoever, whoever Jane's character is, I mean, I, I, that's woman. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Maybe. Sure. You know, they don't explain. Uh, and you're right; they don't explain anything. The weapons, the oval packs—they don't explain where the oval packs come from. No, it's, well, that's what I mean. It's they just, just kind of there. Tell you what they are. It's kind of thrown out there, and then I mean, it's terrible. Yeah, and I mean that's the thing too. It, it actually was very. 
un-Final Fantasy-esque. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, in some ways, it was too grounded. In some ways. I mean, it's obviously fantastical with ghost dragons flying around and all this stuff. <laughs> but, I mean... Ghost it, dragons. But in some ways, I mean, it's just kind of like this desolate earth, you know, that's been destroyed by war and by these <laughs> things. It, it's actually very un-Final Fantasy-esque. And I, I am not... A, a, a huge connoisseur of that series by any means. It's just not my thing. But but you know it well enough uh, to make that. Uh, yeah, but that's what I mean. Yeah. Like it just doesn't apply. It just doesn't apply to any of it. Well, it killed Square Pictures. Good. <laughs> and what did Justin? What or Justin? What did it make? Uh, what did what did it cost and what did it make? Uh, let's see here. Well, it had a budget of 137 million, but it only returned 85.1. That's gotta. Yep. That's gotta hurt the old uh, Square Pictures quite heavily. Actually, that's a bomb. Yeah, that's a bomb. Poor results at the box office in most of Southeast Asia. However, it performed well in, New- in Australia, New Zealand, and South Korea. Gigantic markets, those clearly. <laughs> yeah. uh, in 2006, flames, in 2006, Baston.com. It regarded it as the fourth biggest box office bomb. Really? Estimating the film's losses at the end of its cinema run at over $94 million. Now, that's an interesting wow. tangent to go on. So the biggest box office bombs of all time. Wow. Okay. So the 13th Warrior with Antonio Banderas. Uh. Production budget of somewhere between 100 and 160 million dollars, grossed 61 million. Estimated loss somewhere between 69 and 129 million. Adjusted for inflation, it lost over 100 million dollars. Mm-hmm. 47 Ronin after that with Keanu. Production budget was somewhere in the range of two and a quarter million. Grossed 151. Estimated adjusted for inflation loss of well over a hundred million. The Adventures of Baron Munchausen, you uh, bull, obviously. Uh, the, advent- <laughs> the, advent- the Adventures of Pluto Nash made a hundred million or was produced for a hundred. That's gro- a terrible. Grossed seven point one. That's a. Uh, the Adventures movie. of Rocky and Bullwinkle, the newer one. That nah. the Alamo from two thousand four. Alexander, oh, dear. Ali. Well, it's funny. There's the astronaut's wife. <laughs> As it should have. You know, Battlefield Earth, Battleship, Bonfire of the Vanities, Titan AE. The one with Tim Allen. Yeah. Ugh. You know. So, I mean, it's up there. and uh, It's disgusting. Yeah, it was just terrible. Well, you know, it's, it's funny. I mean, this one, I mean, obviously this one was absolutely terrible. But um, they, did, uh, they did uh, they did Advent Children, and that was actually a really good one, except the for initial release was not so great because the story was all muddled. Then they re-released it and they made a better version. And that was actually fantastic. But it's interesting because you can take you can take this movie and then skip forward a couple of years and watch Advent Children, mm-hmm. you know, and then skip forward even more more years and watch the release the recently released. Uh, Kingslave for Final Fantasy um, 15, and you can see the technological technological advancements mm-hmm. uh, in the in the three. I mean, you had this one being your first CG Advent Children's CG was was fantastic, actually, in my opinion. And Kingslave, I mean, that look at looking at that, it's like wow, that's that's just unbelievable. 
Uh, I mean, I don't know. CG maybe. I don't want to say here to stay, but I mean, if they if it's done right and you can get actors to do it the right way, mm-hmm. you know, or voice actors. I mean, it, it, it'd be a good media. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I, I mean, I maybe from be, like an actor point of view. Well, yeah. I mean, for me, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of animation. I, I think that you can convey a story in a cartoon if you want to just call it that. You know, you can convey a story like that. Uh, you can convey anything you want, and it's believable. You yeah. know, because, you know, it works within the universe that it's created. And I, you sure. know, I mean, watching something, you know, like a Cowboy Bebop. That's oh, I, yeah. I put the I put the writing and the voice acting both in Japanese and in English. Yeah, I put yeah. that up against any live action show. You know, um, you know, Perfect Blue, the the oh, movie. Yeah. That's good. It's though. fabulous. It's totally. It's a total Alfred Hitchcockian kind of thing, and and it's it's creepy and it's interesting and you know the animation in that. Now that's from like ninety seven. Uh, 96 something like that and the, the an, one, yeah. you know and the animation there if you look at it now you know it's definitely dated um but it doesn't matter because the story's told really well and um it doesn't bother me you know it, for me as always it's always about the story and what are they trying to get across you know you can have yeah you know live action doesn't matter if if the if the palette is right and the the shots are good and you're trying to convey mood through the way that you do it Great. There's no story here. No. <laughs> There's no story. No. Dustin, though, I, I am I am curious on one thing, though, because I, I noticed when we were watching this, and even when we're talking about it now, that the sound really bothered you. Oh, it was, it was horrible. horrible. So, I mean, I, I don't, I didn't, I don't know, I guess from my point of view, I don't really, I wasn't really paying attention to the sound. What is it specifically that, that, that was, what was getting to you? Oh, I, I mean, everything, the sound effects, the, uh, really? the, just the, the mixing of the, the soundtrack with their awful acting. I mean, that's, that's really the fault of the yeah. actors, but, uh, just, you know, it's, it was weirdly put together and, you know, here you have somebody like Skywalker Sound, who's known for Star Wars, known for yeah. Indiana Jones, these things that have, um, you know, really good sound editing, and it seemed like everything was generic in there, and if they created actual sounds for this movie, I don't know who <clears throat> was yeah. making them, but where, where, yeah. the f- where were they trying yeah, yeah. to come up with these noises and, and what? They just, it didn't... I mean, I get, like I get the movie. That, yeah, it seemed like open source. Well, here's here's something that I think will uh, tie into what you're saying right here. This is from 2014, mm-hmm. and it's from dorkly.com, and I'll try to make sure I post this in the notes of this episode mm-hmm. so people can click on it. Six reasons why Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within, is the worst video game movie ever made. Mm-hmm. So October 9th, 2014. So this is not like an outdated article, really. Right. Um, late 90s, Final Fantasy, Unstoppable. Juggernaut, share the boundaries of digital storytelling, da 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 four years, okay. Feeling a case of the nostalgies, all right, well, now that's strike one. I went back and rewatched it for the first time in 13 years, and it turns out this might be the worst video game movie I've ever seen. I'm going to use nostalgies all the time now. Ugh. I have counters for that. Um, number one, it's not a movie, it's a two-hour cutscene. So there you go. No, that, that's a great point. That's a good what point. What happens when you give a team that was responsible for making cutscenes a full-length movie? You get a two-hour-long cutscene, which is horrible if you're anyone besides Hideo Kojima. From the moment the film starts, you'll be unconsciously right. looking for a press X to skip. No, it said if you're anyone besides him. So that's praising him. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> 
Stop petting the cat. Pay attention. <laughs> here. Most of the movie is people talking about new locations, new enemies, and new equipment. Like they're getting you ready for the next level. Even the visuals visuals are like something from the from an era of the Xbox One of the original Xbox. He puts Xbox One with a with the the number. You know what I mean. Then why don't you just say original Xbox? Oh. Stupid. There's power armored space marines, vehicle segments, force fields, and alien hives. Everything screams this is a game. The story of the movies, we have to collect eight MacGuffins scattered across the world to stop a dark evil force. (laughs) Um, Number two, no Moogles, just depression. Uh, I'm getting depressed reading this now. Okay, here's the challenge. You're a video game studio, and you're trying to break into the world of movies. The only thing stopping you is the fact you're making an animated movie based on a video game property, a.k.a. the two least respected genres in the eyes of mainstream film critics. So what do you do? You make it super serious. That means nothing kitty can be seen. What they did include was death, disease, war, corruption. (laughs) All blanketed into this next-gen beige... That makes everything just dim and forgettable. What the fuck's a moogle? That's, isn't that like a stupid poke your mom or something? Oh, Jesus. M- okay. M- moogles are a reoccurring uh, creature in the Final Fantasy Oh, series. they're right, 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 right. right. Now, see, if this if this had, had cactuars, I'd be on board. Well, yeah, that'd be... I mean, let's be honest. But here they spent millions of dollars just to make sure a pile of rubble... Millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. Make sure a pile of rubble was adequately dingy. Great, thanks. Dingy. That's Chris, true, though. You know, you know the, that's true, though. You notice the movie had yeah. nothing but a gray overtone. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, well, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of what he's saying. So we should have had Moogles. Um, number three. Oh God, the oh God, the oh, alien Moogles. ghosts. <laughs> so there's these things, right? They're translucent, can phase through walls, seem to be aimless, shambling. Naturally, they're called phantoms, and humanity is devastated since they can't be fought with traditional weapons. Now imagine the chutzpah it took to have this moment in the movie where she goes, they are not an invading army. That's the big reveal. Uh, it's like an M. Night Shyamalan movie, <laughs> by which I mean poorly written. What a twist. <laughs> Number four is that it's not bad, in quotes, enough. Huh? Um, well, let's see. Let's find out. The claim of worst video game movie is a strong statement, considering the other titles in the running. But it's definitely the boring-est yeah. It lacks the over-the-top WTF moments and performances that make movies like Super Mario Brothers or Alone in the Dark memorable. Oh, yeah? Fuck you. Super Mario Brothers is memorable? Have you watched Alone in the Dark? That movie killed Bob Hoskins. Oh, that movie killed a lot of people. You could tell the filmmakers spent more time on hair animation than personality. The whole voice cast is playing it right down the middle, including Alec Baldwin, whose yeah. deadpan delivery makes uh-huh. his scene sound like an episode of 30 Rock <laughs> set in the Uncanny Valley. The only actor who isn't sleepwalking is James Wood. Uh, give it a minute. But I'm going to assume he actually thought there were <coughs> alien ghosts in the studio with him. Number five, 3D animation and 2D characters. It's populated by nondescript Scott stock characters. Yeah, we said that. You can actually tell which one is shitty Hicks, which one is <laughs> shitty Vasquez, <laughs> and which one is shitty Hudson. Nice. Even the main That's antagonist funny. is an evil general who woke up with an UR evil general on tattooed on his wrist. The moral of the story is blue stuff equals good. See that massive colorful nonsense? You have to see the picture. If you click on the link, the messages have faith. Uh, this is brave and important. It doesn't, yeah. So there you go. So overall, I mean, you know, this guy kind of has it from dorkly.com. 
Yeah. That's about the way we see it, too. Um, People that liked this movie. (laughs) 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 They also loved, this is a winning combination, The Brothers Grimm with Matt Damon and Heath Ledger. The Lady in the Water. Oh, what? Oh, what's that? Shamalamalan. Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. City of Ember, which I don't know that one, and then oh, Alien Resurrection. Oh, well, uh, good for them. So people that like this like mm. all of that. I was waiting for like you know Tekken movie to be in there and yeah, Street Fighter and I'd rather um, watch the Tekken movie. People that like Alien Resurrection like Beowulf, which was horrible. Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within, Solomon Kane. Oh, Nick Cage, yeah. And uh, Planet of the Apes, the Tim Roth version. Of course. No. Oh, All right. So I'm done. I yeah, I, I think can't. this one's this one's no. It's just bad. It's, it's boring. It's off, boring like yeah. the movie because oh, you want to you want to go somewhere with it, and if people were just bringing up their performances, just even a little bit, trying, yeah. trying, I, I think I would have paid more attention. But I, I zoned out because they zoned out. And it was, like, not even a build. Yeah, there was no effort put into that. No, no, just throughout. Even that that stupid love scene at the end, like, shades of Titanic. You know, she's... (laughs) Everything has been leading up to that moment. Like, when they're in the converted, like, grain truck elevator. Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, Just Gray and Aki, the, you know, the lack of sexual chemistry, but you know it's going to happen. It's just phenomenal. And then when they actually confess their love for each other, it's so lackluster that all you can do is just like, I love you. groan. Oh, I love you. Oh, I want you. Oh, 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 so bad. Oh, oh, uh, it's oh, so bad. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's a pure five for me. Um, and, but it's, it's a boring five. It's not like a vehement five that I would give Sucker Punch or The Astronaut's Wife. It's just a... It's a five because it's it's just bleh. That's all I got. That's where I'm at. <laughs> and I'd vomit again on this thing. Just just blah, huh? Just bleh. Yeah, it's pretty bad. What about you? Oh, it's uh well, I I'm not gonna give it a five because of the visuals. I mean, uh, I I think that the four years that people put into the aesthetics of it, I think that that. I think that that definitely shows through. Like I can, I can see that. Um, it doesn't make up for anything else, though. I mean, it's just, you know, that that was the one thing I took away from this and said, okay, at least you know somebody tried. Um, it can only save like a half a point for me. Okay. It's a four and a half because you know some of the visuals that. were were very good. Yeah. Apart from that, just abysmal. Hmm. Robbie? Well, this is like the this is the third time I've actually watched this movie. I watched it the first time when I bought it. Then I watched it a couple years back just to try and give it another chance. <laughs> try it, hopefully. Try to see if it, it aged any better or any worse, whatever you want to call it. One um, or the other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, it's a it's terrible. It it's terrible, and it and it saddens me and it bothers me because, like, uh, I, I'm a fan of the series. 
I'm a fan of uh, Sakaguchi's work. I'm a fan of, of Square's works in general. Not just the Final Fantasy series, but just their work in general. I, I enjoy it. And this just really, it's disheartening. It's, it, it saddens me. It saddens me. And it's, a, it's, a, such, a, it's such a shame. But I can't give it a five mm. because, I mean, that's just that's too much. Yeah. And the only reason I can give it anything, I, I, I give, I'm giving it a four. And I have to give it to the technology involved. I mean, what they had to do, and, and, and if you read if you read how they had to animate this thing and the, and the amount of work that went into it, like Aaron was mentioning, I mean, it was something like so many people worked on it. It was something like 120 hours of like, or 120 years of like real, wor- real work, or 120 combined. Here it is. Trust me, 200 people put in a combined 120 years of work on it. That's uh, in crazy. Um, Film consists of 141,964 frames, each frame taking about 90 minutes to render. It's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work for the animators. Um, Surely. I mean, regardless of how the sound is, regardless of how the story is, because it's terrible, the sound was terrible, the animation was good. It looks good. The technology was good, and I think the animators tried to do their very best. I know, yeah, it does look like a cutscene, but they did their very best. And from a technological point of view, and I'm hoping we can... Get that on page where you can see a, a CG movie with good story and good sound and get all those things together and make something actually really good. I'm not saying get rid of actors completely, um, but one of these days maybe we'll have that you know trifecta of things where we can have a good one. So I give it a four only because of those reasons. So that's it. All right. Well, that's all I got. Well, um, yeah, so... <laughs> 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 I'm glad I could bring this terrible movie to the table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm real glad. Thanks. I just, I oh, this was terrible. It, oh yeah. Oh, it was. This was this was awful. No, this is see. No. This is one of the movie, one of those movies that like I think is terrible, but it actually is terrible. Yeah. Austin gave it a five. I mean, no. boom. Wow. Yeah. 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 So two. Yeah. <laughs> no. So no. So thirteen ghosts. No, this ain't thirteen ghosts. It had ghosts, but it didn't have thirteen right. of them. This <laughs> is this is one I would never watch again. Thirteen <laughs> ghosts no. I would watch again. No, of course you would. You yeah. probably are right now. <laughs> while we're talking, home. I might go home tonight just to cleanse my fucking mind of this movie <laughs> and watch thirteen ghosts. Oh yeah. Or Astronaut's <laughs> Wife, one or the other. Yeah. Or no, no, that one will never be watched again either. That's my uh, sucker punch. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Well, there it is. First, yeah. anim- first animated movie in the book. This movie is a loser. It's a loser. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Catch you on the next one. Maybe a guest, maybe not. But uh, it will be an awful movie, no doubt. Whatever. All right. Take care, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Upchuck Theater Podcast. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Or go right to our home at upchucktheater.podbean.com slash feed and subscribe. Or upchucktheater.com. Until next time, keep the Ipecac handy and the movie viewing nonsense to a minimum.